<laughs> Hello, boils and ghouls. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to the Horrorcon Lounge Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorcon Lounge. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jeremy. And he's sitting like 10 feet away from the microphone. No, only like four now. I feel like last episode I was a lot louder than you, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's just all in my head, but yeah, that's fine. You're probably angry. I wasn't. Well, I was at one point <laughs> in the episode. Not in. Oh, yeah. Fucking interview with the vampire. No, but even before that, I before that I texted Scott and Dwayne and I was like, who wants to be my new podcast host? I'm firing Jeremy. Like, oh, yeah, because fuck of off. Jennifer's body, because yeah. of my rating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not allowed to have a different opinion i literally texted them mid recording and i'm like hey what are the odds that you know it's been posted on our group a few times this week but apparently there's a jennifer jennifer's body two that they're talking about coming out with and it's very just odd that we just saw that movie and then saw that article yeah so today we are talking about the saska sisters is that how you say it Soska, Saska. Well, I asked Abby, who is friends with them. Uh-huh. I I literally spelled it out. I'm like, do you say it like S O Scott, like Soska, or like? And she's she said, actually, I can play her voice recording. She said, I think Saska. I was just asking. It's like salsa, or no, tomato. It's like salsa. Tomato, salsa. tomato, let's, potato, potato. Yeah, let's see here. I've always pronounced it as Saska. 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 So it's fine. We're just winging it. We're probably, well, we actually might say that again. <laughs> it was like the um, Amanda um, last week. No, no. You're like, no, how do no. you say it last time? I'm like, I don't know. I said it really fast. So. No, the killer clowns, <laughs> the producers. Oh, the, what, what are their names? Chiodo Kyoto. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still it's still Chiodo. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No. It's probably not, but that's okay. I, I think Bobby informed us it was Kyoto. I know, but I'm so. that's what I'm saying. Like anyway, there's some people and some names that I'm just even after I'm corrected, I'm like, nope, it's just already in my head. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, Scott, scope. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh Lord. Dwayne D. Wayne. Yeah. Rob Rob. No, no, my fucking favorite. <laughs> is noah 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 when anthony used to call you jerome oh god but the thing is and red he hasn't done well, that no, one no, in a while that either. red is totally unrelated but yeah. like jerome i got to thinking it's the way you spell it out like if you're just without looking at your name sounding it's like jer o me so i think he's like sounding out in his head like if you think j-e-r is jer and then o and then M E is me. So instead of saying like Jeremy, like he's like Jeremy. Like oh God. You know more credit than that. Come on now. I don't know. <laughs> I would hope he fucking knows your name. That's hilarious. I don't know. But that's he's MIA. We don't know where he is. We know he's alive because he talks to us on the side. Yo, he fucking sent me a text today. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing. He sent me a text today that wasn't supposed to go to me. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wrong person. Mm. 
and so yeah it i'll yeah that's we'll we'll talk later but i was just like oh anthony nope wrong person (laughs) well that's okay because i told him and i hope it made him feel better i once accidentally texted um good morning handsome to my dad oh like that's not weird i like it could have been way fucking worse though if i was texting the right the like the same person like it, I fucking could have been way worse. Yeah. You know? Sure. We, uh. But it was really fucking awkward. I'm like, see. oh shit. In other random news, Chato was announced today. Chato, Chero, Chiro, Charo, something, some chick. She says, Coochie, Coochie, Coo is what I've heard and informed. Should be a chiller. It's a headline That's... announcement. I don't know who it is. You don't know who anybody is at Chiller. I know. That's fine. I was told if I watched Love Boat reruns, I would know who it is. And I said I'd rather kill myself. I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't want to watch Love Boat reruns. This is the Horrorcon Lounge. We ain't talking about no fucking Love Boat in here. Well, guess what? We also don't talk about cartoons, Jeremy. That's a shame. Although I was thinking we... That was random, though. Why'd you say that? We because talked about the Addams Family movies, the you're, cartoons. You're like... I'm not watching Love Boat because we don't talk about cartoon or we don't talk about Love Boat. So I'm not watching Love Boat. And then so I was like, we don't talk about cartoons either. So stop watching cartoons. Oh, and we don't talk about wrestling either. So I guess we should start watching uh-huh. that. So I did you see what I was watching on TV last night when you came up? No, you came up probably real fucking late. Uh, I was there watching was something on like and... some organization show. Yeah. And he's probably gonna like. I changed that shit right away. I was gonna say he's probably gonna be so annoyed when he comes up because well, like off, this was, bitch is gonna have more crazy ideas. First off, I was just hoping that I'd wake up in the morning. Not gonna lie, I was hoping that it wasn't gonna like blow up or you know, yeah. die an explosion or anything. Yeah, we got that resolved, so that's good. I have not been having a good time recently. <laughs> um, and like, I'm not gonna bore you like with the whole story. If you want to know, I'll fucking tell you. So just message me. Um, but yesterday, so right now, like my resting heart rate is about 60 to 66 beats per minute. Like I, cause I've, I've been losing a lot of weight and like, so my blood pressure is typically very good. My heart rate's always very good. Very good. Yesterday, my heart rate was 186. So it's like what triple normal. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I was genuinely going to have a heart attack or a stroke um and i did have a medical issue earlier in the day unrelated like it was a fucking nightmare and that was just the um you know yesterday was just the straw that broke the camel's back um and it's so funny um because yesterday i literally was like crying and hyperventilating stuff for like two and a half to three hours but Today, I feel like a totally different person. That's good. <laughs> like, I feel... And I slept really shitty last night. And I didn't want to get out of bed, but I... Uh... You did it. I did it. Well, I'm saying, like, I... So, <laughs> my day didn't start good because I'm, like, didn't want to get out of bed. But, like, right. once I got up and I feel, like, so much better today. And I'm... I was nice to Jeremy all day today, right? Well, I've only seen you for about 15 minutes now. So, we got some time yet. Yeah, but... <laughs> I've been messaging you and stuff. I was even nice messaging. Oh, yeah, you were. That's good. So, it's um, a win. 
Although, I know. Although, you know, I did ask you for your your input on something and you were like, fuck you. No, motherfucker. no, no. I was nice. Can we say what we, you asked my input on? Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I feel like it's only related to the podcast. It is. It so he asked me which version of a saw two poster I liked better. Well, no, I, so I preempted it with if Dina Myers gets announced at monster mania. Right. Which version which of version the poster, of do, the I like poster do I like better? And because then, it would be one of those deals where there's potentially two autographs that we can get in the coming month or so. And I said, I avoided the question. I'm pretty sure. You refused to answer. Well, I just said, bad Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And he said, eh, whatever. Didn't answer my question. I said, I won't. And he said, why? And I said, you know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... I'm not going to support that bad habit because you don't need, because then you're going to need another fucking Tobin Bell autograph and this and that and a million fucking things. Like, I don't know. So anyways, that's a conversation for another time, but I'm not telling him not to do stuff, but I'm also not going to like support it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say like, you should do it. And the thing is, I pretty I, so I'm just I'm gonna not sure answer that I know our answer anyway. But one is a three theatrical poster, and one is a teaser poster. I don't. I didn't even fucking honestly. I didn't even fucking look at them to be honest. I'm just like, we're not doing this, Jeremy. Yeah, knowing you the way I know you, there's one that you would definitely say would be better. Oh yeah, for certain you purposes. Know me so over the well, other. stop. But they are both. They both have room because you could actually write over the fingers. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, you know me so well. There's one that is well. perfect. It's got a lot of space for everything and everybody. We, we and... love a big white background on a poster or like not even white, but a solid color background. Mm-hmm. Like that fucking Wonka movie poster. Ab- absurd. Like you can't fucking get autographs on them. They'd blend right the fuck in. Mm, but like the, even then, there's so much bright colors on the poster, all different. Like it's too much where the saw poster is just nice and white like yep. plain like yep. what are some other ones that you have that are just plain like house of wax it's just got that one image in the middle and then it's like dark like easy halloween yeah stuff like that nice clean images yep. okay anyway. so back to the podcast the sorry. saska twins sorry we got very sidetracked Had to- it's so funny when I listen to podcasts and the hosts like just banter back and forth forever I'm just like how the fuck do they do that like don't they know they're sitting down to record and they are chatting like they don't fucking see each other outside of the recording mm-hmm. and then look at us okay so that's how you become the best what and you can just talk oh okay to the masses I don't think people care about me hyperventilating and having a heart attack but we're, we're speaking to the Did millions he... and millions so of horror con lounge fans yeah you said you weren't sure if you're gonna wake up today did we ever huh you, you said you weren't sure if you're gonna wake up today because you thought my house was gonna explode yes yeah we thought we had a oh propane propane issue, issue. i smelled gas yeah so anyways. But we, we resolved that luckily thank god yeah i mean no. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx anything, but no issue. Not not yet. I mean, it's... But yes, I... Okay, Rabid 
is the first movie. Yep, sure is. <laughs> sure is. So so this one, you actually got a chance to, sorry, i getting sidetracked again, but we met Laura Vandervoort at um, Steel City and I had her sign this poster. So you had already kind of gotten a chance to see the movie poster beforehand, but now you actually get to see the movie. So that's probably kind of cool. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. Rabbit came out in 2019 and it is a remake of a David Cronenberg film. And it is horror sci-fi, which um, you know I love a good sci-fi movie. And the runtime is one hour and 50 minutes. It has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a lot of info on budget or box office. I don't even know if it had a box office release. Right. Um, I think the they had like very, very limited box office releases, but I'm not really sure. Um, do you want me to talk, you talk, or you'll interrupt me, whatever? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So not even one minute into this movie, they get you with like two little jump scares. Um, but, or maybe it was just because it was like 6am and I was like watching in the dark and I was still real tired. I was probably just like extra on edge, but who knows? Um, so we see our main character, Rose, she gets on her little like motorized scooter, maybe it's like a vespa scooter or something is that yep. what it's called yep. um it's not like one of those what are those fucking things called those push scooters it was like a moped type of thing yeah a razor scooter it oh, wasn't yeah. it was not like a razor scooter oh, yeah, no, no. um so she drives off and gets startled by a big rottweiler barking on his chain and almost gets hit by the traffic so you hear like them beeping at her and stuff so she arrives at work and is late and, you know, her boss yells at her and says he doesn't want her bullshit excuses. It sounds like she's late every day <laughs> or, or very often. Or often yeah. yeah. So they're having like a meeting of sorts. Um, and it kind of like reminds me of, you know, our like 90% male audience listeners are probably not going to fucking relate, but it reminded me of like, the Kleinfield's morning meetings from Say Yes to the Dress, like where all the staff gets together, they talk about their day. Um, so, yeah. Um, but they're all dressed up in nice clothes. Um, some are even like wearing fancy dresses. Rose is a lot more casual though. Um, and so I'm like thinking to myself, like, these must be models. Um, and then we learn it's for the House of Gunter, or is it Gunther? I'm going to just mess up all the names. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Who cares? Um, fashion line. We learn uh, that there's a fashion show later that night and a cute guy from the office asks Rose to go to the after party with him, but she says it's essentially a waste of time. And uh, she like eventually agrees though, but she was like kind of skeptical. Yeah. And then we meet Chelsea, who is one of the models and Rose's friend. And um she's like asking rose to get her clothing item taken in and then they talk about weight loss and chelsea says nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and then we learn i don't remember why i wrote that down i feel like there was something i had to say about it but whatever um rose we learn is a vegetarian and chelsea keeps like asking her about it and saying like 
I don't know. How do you do it? How do you do it? And Rose tries to guilt Chelsea by saying like, um, you're eating something dead. Like, how do you live with yourself? And then Chelsea says you're either the food or the thing eating the food, uh, which I thought was interesting and maybe a little foreshadowy. So uh, then Chelsea's like, oh my God, girl, I have to pick out your outfit for tonight. Like, cause Rose says she was just going to wear what she's currently wearing. And Chelsea's like, no, I have to pick out your outfit for tonight. You're going to look so hot. Um, and I mean, she does. So we see her get to this after party and she does. She looks gorgeous. She looks hot. Yep. Um, did you, what did you think about her look for the party? Did you love, was the dress super nice? It was very pretty. Yeah. No? Okay. So her date, Brad, pulls her away from all the loud noise. It's kind of like a clubby type vibe. Like lots, club. That's what it seemed like. Lots of loud music and stuff. Um, pulls her away. And they have like a little heart to heart about their jobs. Um, and like why she wants to work in the fashion industry. And that Brad's like real aspiration is to become a photojournalist. And then we also learn that Rose is avoiding her boss because the dress she is wearing is from his collection <laughs> and i'm like okay that's great because she she looks fucking hot i mean she's beautiful even at the beginning when she's supposed to be like nerdy and shy and whatever she's so fucking rock. and i think i wrote it somewhere in my notes like she fucking rocks the nerd look like she's beautiful um but she literally went to a work function did she not think she was gonna run into her boss right like it's like she borrowed the dress to go somewhere different like and then oh shit the boss is here too like you literally went to a fucking work party for his fashion i didn't i'm like girl really are we really doing that um but it's so funny because she's so awkward but so hot at the same time and i'm like I don't know, but yeah. So she goes into the bathroom to check her hair and makeup or whatever she's going to. And she overhears two girls um, talking in the stalls. This is Bev and Ellie played by Sylvia and Jen, Saska, Soska, whatever. Um, And supposedly this is, so she's overhearing them talking about how Chelsea made brad ask her out and like brad's just being nice and doing chelsea a favor um and then they're also talking about how chelsea's like just friends with rose because chelsea's parents fostered her after rose's real parents died in a car accident they also call rose scarface because she's was previously injured in the car accident with her parents did you notice a scar at the beginning i I fucking didn't no. But I didn't go back and look, but I also didn't. I, well, okay, no, I didn't either. Normally I do, but apparently also there's like this weird bump on her nose too before things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen a scar. So like they were making a big deal about it. They're like that hideous thing on her face, like blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, what? Um, so Rose, then she she leaves the bathroom and she confronts Chelsea but Chelsea's like claiming like Brad really does like her and it's not like a charity work or anything. And then Rose is still still so upset and she just zooms away on her scooter. 
And this is when shit gets real. Uh, Rose uh, almost immediately gets into an accident and we hear like screaming and flashing lights and everything. Then uh, she wakes up in a hospital and her whole face is all bandaged Mm. up. Mm. And we see Chelsea like, you know, sitting in the visitor chair, like kind of blaming herself, like, oh my God, this is all my fault. This wouldn't have happened if you didn't leave, blah, blah, blah. Um, And the doctor comes in and is asking her questions. Like, do you remember what happened? And like, and then he says, please don't talk. Uh, Bro, why are you asking her questions then if you don't want her to talk? Well, then they give her like a little board to write on. But I'm saying you should have like prefaced it with like, don't, don't speak. Here's this board. You can write down your answer on the board or something. I don't know. Cause this is the first time she's wake. We see her waking up for the first time in a week. Like, so it's just weird to me. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, so she's been in the hospital a week and this is her first time waking up. And he says her face has been disfigured, Mm -hmm. uh, particular, particularly, her jaw and it could not be reattached so they wired it shut uh, just until they can talk about reconstructive options and the handle on her scooter punctured her abdomen and ripped out most of her intestines but he says with proper diet she can still live a normal life normal yeah totally normal 100% your jaw's wired shut but it's fine no biggie you'll be fine um though it probably would have been better than the alternative yeah (laughs) so she's sort of like moaning and then like in pain and stuff and she writes down on her little board that she wants to see and the doctor warns her uh this is going to be a process of course you can see but there's no point in you worrying about the aesthetics right now. Um, you know, but he, he doesn't stop her. Like he says, yeah, I'll go get you a mirror. But just so you know, like it's going to take time, you know. And the makeup in this next scene was freaking awesome. The left side of her face and jaw is like fucked up literally that's what i wrote in my notes like capital f-u-c-k-e-d-d-d-d-d-d-d just look up the movie poster and you'll see it's phenomenal but even the in the movie poster you don't really see it good because it still has like the bloody bandage on it you know this is true um so it kind of looks like almost zombie-esque like um and she starts freaking out and crying and the doctor tells her like at least a couple weeks before she can even think about leaving the hospital room. And then the staff steps out and gives her some privacy. And we learn that uh, she's been replaced at her job because fashion is a competitive field. Um, But she also says it's important that she's not alone during the healing process. So she moved all of Rose's stuff into her apartment Um, And then we cut to them getting home from the hospital and Chelsea is giving her a quick like rundown and tour. Like there's organic veggies in the fridge, organic baby food. Here's the blender. Um, And then Rose feels like a monster and she's still using the board to communicate and her face is still all bandaged. 
but I didn't see like I don't think they gave us a time frame of like when I didn't see what like how long it had been from in between yeah. yeah agreed um so Chelsea goes out to run errands and Rose sits on the bed in front of her mirror and cries some more like I can't imagine how hard it is to cry with your jaw wired shut like yeah. um so she removes her bandages and just cries some more but I feel like she should have like pinned her hair back before she removed her bandages because her one bang was getting like all stuck in her wound because it's still like open and gross and stuff yeah. and then we see her make like some kind of concoction a blender and she tries to um feed herself using like a giant syringe <laughs> it's um, like on a turkey baster <laughs> on the side of the mouth that's not messed up right um however it's like leaking and spilling everywhere and eventually she chokes on it it's just not a great time for her um, so she goes to lay down and she's on her laptop reading an email she got from Brad. She doesn't open it. She just sees a little preview and it says, I haven't been able to stop thinking about you, dot, dot, dot. And then she goes to the next email and it's from the Burroughs Clinic where they send her information about transhumanism and they basically want to use her for experimental procedures that are not available to the public yet. And like, this just seems super sketch, like not don't do it <laughs> um but shocker chelsea brings rose to the clinic and it it looks nice but it's still super sketchy oh yeah um and it's called stem cell manipulation and that's like what she's there for to get done rose herself actually seems really skeptical expressing that she's scared it seems fucked up um but this is an exchange the procedure's free and she also gets free medical care for life. Um, so Chelsea is like the devil on her shoulder, telling her how expensive the hospital bills were and asking like, what do you really have to lose? Next thing, uh, we see Rose laying on the operating table and the surgeons and techs, they're dressed super fucking weird. They're all in like red silk gowns and masks and head coverings. Like it doesn't look like normal. It looks like almost like a religious thing or culty or something. Did you get that vibe? Like, did you think it was weird what they were wearing? I didn't really think much about it, but now, I guess now that you mention it, it was kind of strange. I was like, really, that was probably the most alarming thing in the movie to me. Cause I'm just like, why are they wearing red in the surgery, the operating room? Like, it was just weird. I've never seen that before. Hmm. Um, but apparently that's just paying um, homage to a movie called dead ringer. I don't know. Um, he performs, the doctor performs the procedure and it's essentially placing like a piece of silicone over her wound and like pressing it and molding it into the skin. And then Brad comes to visit her in the recovery and she's still knocked out. And then the doctor stops him on the way out and he has to talk to her or no, he, he stops Brad leaving the room and says, I need to talk to you about her. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? Like, is that weird to you? Because yeah. HIPAA, man, like, he's not even her boyfriend. Well, I was going to say, and I think he specifically asked. Like, he does. His boyfriend, and, and he, he says, says no. no. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So Rose starts waking up, like, literally, like, fucking seconds after. Um, and feels her face all bandaged. So she gets out of bed to unwrap it herself. And I'm pretty sure you're not fucking supposed to do that after a surgery. Like, you're not supposed to just fucking help yourself like i don't know um so she starts to unwrap herself and she's 
perfectly fucking normal like it looks even better than she did before she went in yeah and like literally <laughs> no scars fucking literally nothing not before she went in for the after the accident like before she ever started from the beginning the of the movie yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay i just my wording was a little bit weird though. yeah so then uh we hear her stomach rumbling so loud probably like you guys might hear my stomach rumbling into the microphone i don't know i hear but i don't know if the microphone probably is not picking it up but um so we see her get into like a therapy pool with a guy um (laughs) a doctor a famous doctor yeah a tv he's an actor um so he's not really a doctor he's an actor that plays a doctor and um, she starts like aggressively making out with him, and I think she bit his lip. She absolutely bit um, him. and caused him to bleed. Yeah. Um, she gave him rabies. Spoiler alert, guys. Okay, I'm just walking through the movie as I'm watching it. Like, I think this is what's happening. Oh, I clarify a little bit later. Um, she just bit his lip. He was <laughs> bleeding. He thought it was weird so there was a fuck ton of blood that came out of that bloody lip too let me tell you because it all like dropped to the bottom of the pool yeah it was and so it was weird. like blotch of blood blotch of blood blotch of like there was a lot of blood from a bloody lip so or tongue or whatever the doctor comes in for a checkup and she tells him what happened last night but she's unsure if it actually happened because it felt like a dream and then she says she feels great and is able to go home like the doctor clears her. She's like, yeah, I feel great. And he's like, okay, bye. You can go home. Yeah, I'm going to call him Dr. McDouchebag. How's that sound? That's that's great. Okay, um, that's his name. His name's actually Dr. Burroughs, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, he's an ass. Like, throughout the whole movie, I'm sitting there going, he is suspicious as fuck. Yeah, so the doctor tells her about two side effects she should know about. Like, <laughs> you, you tell her after... But it's not even like side effects. It's like the medica- the medication to help ease the transformation and like a protein drink. Because uh, she asks what's in it. It's just like the shake that he gives her. And she's like, "What? what's in this? And he's like, oh, it's just like protein. No biggie. Like it's fine. Oh, yeah. I suspected pretty much from the get-go what was in there for the record. And I was eventually right. But anyway. So she's now back home and Chelsea leaves for the day. And we see Rose designing new fashion pieces because Chelsea says like, you know, you got to do something to stay busy when I'm gone. And she thinks back to when she was trying to get hired at her old job when she's interrupted by Brad. He's trying to take her out, but she keeps shutting him down. He's like knocking at the door, trying to take her out. And she's like, no, 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 no. Um, she did take the roses, though. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chelsea and Rose then got to a club uh, when they run into her old boss. And he is super impressed by her outfit. And she's like, thanks, I designed it myself. So he immediately hires her to start her job again on Monday. So I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm going to give you a male perspective on that scene. I don't think he gave two shits about her outfit. I think he recognized her transformation was attracted to her and offered her a job because of that as a fashion designer yeah i I also think he's like probably gay fashion designer i don't know the expression on his face he looked like he was into her and later he's he walks into the fashion thing with a woman 
probably a model. Like, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. I got a different interpretation from that scene. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so she starts dancing with a guy and then they go upstairs uh, and then she just slashes open his stomach and bites his neck and then she wakes up. Um, and then she drinks one of her protein shakes. And then we cut like to a different scene and we see um, the guy that Rose met in the pool and he's now on set working and he is overly hot and keeps asking for air and he's starting to be like aggressive and like mean and short with people and he starts the scene with his love interest and he grabs her like to embrace her but he grabs her so tight and she keeps saying like how oh, you're hurting me how oh, you're hurting me like he's displaying so much aggression and he starts choking a new actor and starts eating his face off um and then we cut back to rose and her stomach is rumbling like really loud again and it causes her lots of pain like whenever it rumbles and she's on the floor in crippling pain so she starts chugging another protein drink and she takes a pill from a bottle on the counter and she's rummaging through the fridge and pulls out a piece of raw meat and she just licks the steak and then drinks all the blood and juices from the package yeah, that was so gross but it was a great visual then she kind of like realizes what just happened yeah and then um throws up in the sink so she also then realizes she accidentally took chelsea's medicine and not her own and she tries to call chelsea but chelsea doesn't answer so we then see uh like a quote tough guy uh named billy getting kicked out of a club and he's being rude to a woman who is standing outside. Rose oversees this and follows him to his car. And she's like pretending to seduce him. So she gets inside with him and she bites his hand and then goes in for the neck. And we hear like snarling coming from her. Then she wakes up in bed again. Um, so the Billy guy, I think, is played by wrestler CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Okay, yep. That's cool don't i don't know maybe not I, I believe so i should be confident in myself yeah it yeah it's cm punk guys i i, I have hope. no idea i'm just that's interesting i didn't i didn't recognize it but i i don't know like what's what's real or what's fake at this point are they dreams are they real i don't i don't fucking know what's happening it's all real the doctor's telling her that they're hallucinations dr mcdouchebag that's what i'm saying but like i don't know like later he convinces her that they're all real like i don't they're all real i it's just i don't fucking know okay yeah. Yeah. um so we're back in the hospital when a nurse is checking on a patient mr taylor he's facing away from her and she tells him he's not allowed to take off the bandages yet and what he sees isn't indicative of the final result um then he turns around and attacks her um, it tries to take out two male nurses in the process and doesn't succeed. But Rose visits the doctor to see why she's craving blood. And he says it's normal for taste buds to change. And then she tells him all about the hallucinations and he assures her that they are fake. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. McDouchebag. Uh, Gunter looks at 
all of the designs that Rose brought in and he says they're perfect for his collection. And then Brad tries again to invite Rose out to dinner. Um, but this time she, she goes and Brad is about to say something important to Rose when she starts like gagging and runs to the bathroom and she looks into the mirror and something is like fucked up inside her mouth. Did you happen to see like what was wrong with her mouth? Like, yeah, it was like a weird fang type thing. Okay, I was trying to look, but I couldn't like quite. Yeah, um, she had like weird like looking fake like teeth in front of her gums. It was really weird. Okay. So. But did you talk about the guy who like just fucking comes through the window? Like it's no big deal. <laughs> were you just about to get there? She looks in the mirror and something is wrong, wrong with her mouth. Uh, she gets ready to leave and is. Um, she's trying to leave their date and apologizing. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I gotta go. Uh, when a man jumps through the window, snarling. Chaos ensues. Absolutely. Jeremy. That was that was amazing. The dude just right through the glass. That I, I still believe though is um, Billy CM Punk okay. again. Okay. So uh, he gets a bite into one of the other patrons and then Brad beats the shit out of him and Rose sneaks away amidst all the chaos. So I thought, but we learned later, I guess she didn't. I don't fucking know. Again, I don't know what's happening, but it's fine. Um, But I'm glad we're back to the old days where we were recording in the studio again. And Jeremy is, you know, trying to give away the plot before I get to it in my notes. Just like the good old days. Everything's back to normal. Um, I'm just kidding. But it's just so funny that literally like every time you say something, it's like the next line in my fucking notes. And I'm like, Jesus fuck. Well, because I have parts in movies that I really enjoyed. Then wait until we get to that part. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have them at all. And then I have to try and remember back to where it happened. So back at the hospital, we see um, the CDC arrive and Mr. Taylor is like chained to the bed. He's like convulsing and still growling and foaming at the mouth. And they need to figure out what bit him. Um. A lot of people in the hospital are showing signs of rabies. Um, And then we see Rose in a dark alley screaming. And she appears to be eating a wild animal. Um, This part was really confusing to me. It was very dark. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, And then a weird dance sequence occurred. Um, Maybe this movie would be better on acid. I don't know. It was weird. Um, But turns out it was another vivid nightmare and she leaves a message for the doctor wondering if she should be taking like more of the medicine less of the medicine like what can we adjust something so this doesn't fucking happen like um then she drops her protein drink in the meantime and it spills and it looks an awful lot like blood and it's super suspicious okay uh <laughs> The CDC announces a public health crisis. However, uh, the fashion show must go on. And But Chelsea isn't there. And so this is a big deal because Rose's design is going to close the fashion show. And Chelsea is going to be the model wearing her design. They'd always talked about that from childhood. That's that's a big deal in the fashion industry. Like the closing. The, well, I guess anything. The finale at a concert or... Yep the whatever you know it's it's a big deal mm-hmm. um so dr burroughs calls rose or excuse me i had a type of my notes i meant to say dr douchebag was that his name dr mcdouchebag oh mcdouchebag yes. okay yes. sorry i spell check sorry for some reason it's a dr burroughs in my notes it's crazy um so 
he calls Rose back and says he got her test results from her last visit and she'll need to come in ASAP for an extended stay. And she's like, fuck you. I'm not leaving. I'll come tomorrow. I'm missing my design. I mean, she didn't say that to him. She's like, I'm a little busy at the moment. Like, I'll come. I'll come tomorrow morning, you know. And so Chelsea finally arrives and she looks like so disheveled and she says she had to take the subway and a girl randomly bit her. And so we as the audience know, we're like, "Uh oh, not good. Um, But then so the girl that bit her was shot down by the police and Chelsea insists she's still well, well enough to walk. She's still well enough to walk the runway. She is not missing this. And then we see Rose outside and she's in intense pain again. And, you know, here comes another hallucination. Um, so. Well, two guys, they're going to rape her. Or at least that's what they're thinking. Or they're laughing at her because she's in pain. Whatever the case may be. Two guys walk by and one starts videotaping um, her when something shoots out of her body and kills the one guy. It's like a tentacle looking thing. It's like a, a giant penis that comes out of her armpit. It's like a mix between a tentacle and a it's very phallic looking uh, don't you think so no, no just about tentacle but well it's a tentacle but i don't know i didn't look at it that close it's weird it yeah. came out of her armpit though that is weird yeah um brad then comes out and beats the shit out of them and tries to contain the creature thing um it's just protruding from rose's body um and so he's trying to contain it like cover it with his jacket like very delicately oh yeah you know now that we're talking about it i didn't pick up on that when it was happening he did and i was wondering like how the, why the fuck is he doing that um sorry well, <laughs> it's it's coming together in my head now go on proceed uh the one guy seems to like sort of like reanimate in almost a zombie like fashion like he kind of like gets up like in a weird way like i don't know yeah um so inside rose wakes up and she insists to brad like she'll be fine because he's trying to take her back to the clinic um she just needs to eat and brad's like i said trying to take her to the clinic and she's refusing saying she needs to see her dress close the show and she sacrificed so much to so she's she she sacrificed too much too much to miss it um as the fashion show is going on one of the male models comes out and he's like in a daze and he doubles over and falls off stage somebody kind of like crawls back up and goes back whatever um brad sorry i had a typo and it said bras and i'm like bras comes to get rose so brad comes to get rose and says he knows what's going on and they need to leave immediately then we hear screaming in the background and one of the models is being attacked by chelsea so chelsea proceeds to walk the runway pushing a few people out of her way and then she leaps off and attacks gunter gunter i don't fucking know it's a weird name um Police arrive and then they just shoot Chelsea down and Brad is trying his hardest to drag Rose away. Uh, Rose finally arrives to the clinic and she is like losing her shit saying this is all her fault and Chelsea died, blah, blah, blah. The doctor says 100,000 people will die every day until they cure it all. All she has to do is walk into this room. And then when she walks in with Brad, the door locks behind them and the doctor appears in like a separate room behind like a glass partition. Bulletproof glass. Um, 
And he tells Rose he hired Brad to keep an eye on her outside the facility. Yeah, that was the part that didn't connect for me until just now. And Brad insists he was trying to protect her the whole time and that he he really loves her. But that now it makes sense. Like we see like when he asked, stopped him outside of the hospital room, like, hey, I need to talk to you about her. Right. Like it kind of all clicks in this moment for yes. you. Because the doctor, the... <laughs> I'm jokingly calling him Dr. McDouchebag, but pretty much from the beginning, I suspected him as the main villain. I didn't at all ever put together that Brad had been brought in by him from that little, yeah, him having a, you know, rendezvous with him type of thing. So the doctor like pulls some kind of lever thing and he ends up pouring blood all over Brad and tells Rose she needs blood to feed and to stay alive. And then Brad kind of like stumbles into something else in this room. And it's this weird creature that's like stuck to the wall, almost in like a web-like thing. And it's all disfigured. And I can't even explain. It's just wild. And then. um, It's like the evil dead rise, that big ball thing at the end of the movie. uh, But we learned that this was his wife. Um, The weird creature like concept, like creature like penis tentacle thing grows out of rose's armpit again and gets brad and so brad's a goner um not yet but you know uh, she takes a knife and cuts it off um of her like the tentacle she cuts off her own armpit not you can't cut off your armpit you know what i she cuts off the tentacle thing from her armpit and from it her like armpit. it hurt and she reacts as if it hurts <laughs> um but she still refuses to feed on Brad. And then she attacks the wife creature thing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And Rose then holds up the knife to her throat and slits her throat. So that's kind of like the end of the movie. Um, no, it's not. Jeremy, I fucking know it's not. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But it's like kind of like she slits her throat and then it's like kind of fades to black and it's jeremy's something else oh my god um so we see the doctor cooking some meat and making something in a blender and he says he's talking to his dogs i thought he was gonna cook those dogs i was getting really really nervous i just assumed it was human meat yeah but i did think that he was making gonna feed the meat to the dogs Like, I never once thought the dogs were in danger. I thought he was making the meat for the dogs and going to feed the dogs human. Um, So, but he tells the dogs it's for their guest. And I kind of thought, like, um, oh, there's a new person here. That's what I thought, too. Um, But we see then Rose is alive and healed. And we learn that she is immortal. (laughs) Uh, So sucks for her at the end. She has to live this life forever. Yeah. Yeah. so watching this, I realized one time I will never let Jeremy live this down. He Jeremy told me I'm not a horror movie fan. He said I'm a slasher fan because I have too many like stipulations on the movies I like. Um, I don't like zombie movies. I don't like vampire movies. I don't like time sci-fi periods. Movies. I don't like sci-fis, blah, blah, blah. I don't like foreign films. I fucking get it. Um, and he's right. I do. I like slashers and I like thrillers and those are like my main go-tos um i am learning more though i'm i'm the right kind i said i hated horror comedies but like the right kind of horror comedy is 
is good. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking like Victor Crowley type, mm -hmm. you know, not. That's more of a slasher, but yeah. But it, the genre is horror comedy. Yeah, okay. but yes, it is a slasher, but I'm just saying like, um, there was something else that we just watched too, like Jennifer's body. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I mean, still whatever, but so I'm thinking when I watch this movie, like maybe I like slashers because I'm just too stupid to understand movies. Like it's still just this movie just like fucked with my head and like, I don't fucking get it. Like in theory, I get it. I just don't know. Like maybe I'm just too stupid to watch movies that have a plot or something. Like, I don't know. So yeah. So did you like it or no? It was okay. Uh, maybe like a six out of ten. Okay. I'd say around an eight, eight and a half, something like that. I liked it a lot. Jeremy but always, always gives Jeremy always gives everything an eight out of ten. Uh, that's his go-to score. Not always. So, um, have you seen the original? No, because you I didn't even not. know it was. I didn't know this was even a remake from. Have you listened to our episode from last week? Not yet. Okay. Tomorrow I will at work. Well, it's too late now because we're already recording and it's been out for a couple days. No, it's been out for two days. That's so fucking dramatic. Holy shit. Um, I didn't listen to, I hardly ever listen to them after I publish them because I listen to them usually a lot when I'm going through editing them. Right. Um, but I forgot that when we were saying we'll be doing Rabid next week, I forgot to say the year attached to rabid oh. because i forgot that it was a remake hmm. which i knew it was a remake but i forgot to say the date in like when we were saying it um so then i almost said super bowl sunday that didn't happen yet sunday when we were watching i stayed up super late past my bedtime watching that lions game and um we uh I, I came upstairs to bed afterwards and I was laying down and I was almost falling asleep and I'm like, fuck, I never added in the date. So I like recorded this end piece after the podcast, like after we said bye and everything, I recorded this like end piece when I was like fucking half asleep. So I probably sound like drunk or something, or I don't even know what it sounds like. Cause I didn't even listen to it back. I don't even know if I said anything right. Like, but I also said, so I said, Rabbit is a remake. Watch the one from 2019. And I also gave them our two F movies. Okay. So, but I never, so I was just going to ask you how it sounded because I didn't listen to it back. Nope, not yet. Um, but yeah, in the original, um, do you want a spoiler for the original or do you want to watch the original? Uh, I'll probably watch it at some point, but you can go ahead. Do you want to know how it, how it ends? No. Just so then that's, that would be the spoiler that I was going to give you. Okay. Because it, it the ending is different. Good. They they are two different movies. Got it. The same but different, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that brings us to American Mary. Probably their most well known iconic. Yeah. Movie. Um. So which I don't know why. I mean, I've heard of this movie. No, that sounded rude. I'm not saying like I don't know why it's iconic. That's not what I was saying. Um. But I don't know why like. I've heard of American Mary before, but I always associated with like the Psycho franchise. Like, you know how there's American Psycho? Mm -hmm. I thought like American Mary was like a part of the franchise. No. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot and I've never seen any of those movies. 
Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. So this is a uh, rated R from 2012 and it's a horror mystery with a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes, 6.2 out of 10 on AMDB and a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm going to stop you for one second. You know, I didn't even say anything. You did. You know, what's amazing to me. Rabbit was one hour and 50 minutes or one hour and 51 minutes. This was one hour and 43 minutes. Rabbit didn't feel very long to me at all. This felt very long to me. I can't relate. I literally feel the opposite. Okay. Um, but all of our movies are pretty long. By all yeah. of them, I mean the two that I just watched. Well, I also watched a movie called Dead Hooker in a Trunk, which was That was their long. first movie. Yeah. it's. And it was done, I believe that one was done on a budget of $2,500. I believe it. I was going to say it felt very cheaply made. So that makes more sense. So again, I don't have any budget or box office um, numbers for this, but I do know that their parents, um, like not mortgaged, um, but like refinanced their house or put up collateral on our house. So they did something with their house to help fund this movie for wow, the girls. Wow, that's amazing. They did some crazy shit to get this money. That's some cool parents right there. It was legal, like not yeah, like yeah. What, not like what happens in this movie, but like that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> she does some crazy shit in the movie to get money. For so sure. you know. Uh, but anyways. Uh, the movie opens and we meet a medical student named Mary. Shocker. Yeah, crazy. Um, she is three months behind on her phone payment and she essentially applies to work at a strip club to make some quick cash. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy thought it was really funny. She was talking on the phone to her grandma when she was applying yes. to the strip club. Well, yeah. Like looking at ads to like about sex work and strip clubs and stuff. So during the interview at the strip club, uh, this guy, we'll learn his name eventually, um, makes her strip and then says, give me a massage, whatever. Um, you know, he starts off, at, uh, maybe not your impers- impression, but mine, my first impression of him was that he was a total slime ball. Yeah. And as the movie progresses, I feel the complete opposite way about him. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just... Yeah, I mean, I still think kind of think he's a slime ball, but like not as much of a slime ball as right. some other people in the movie. Right. Um, but anyways, so the manager leaves because there is an issue with black. So we see like a bouncer guy come in and he's like, we've got an issue with black. Like he's not answering his phone, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then the manager runs back in and asks Mary how close she is to being a surgeon. And she's like bro i just started like i don't know what she actually says but like she's like i'm not close i don't know what the fuck i'm doing right i'm suturing turkeys in my kitchen like right right. um so she she literally says she's honest um and then he's like that's that's fine uh do you want to make 5k tonight no questions asked and so she gets into a room and there's like a super bloody guy in like on the table and his name is rat supposedly like a nickname i'm obviously but like we see i don't know if he's like missing an eye or if it's just slashed open or this guy's fucked up um is that what it was it was his eye something was wrong with his eye but Ah, he was really bloody like a lot of places like so it looked like he was beat up um some kind of way um but obviously the victim is from some illegal shit and she does some kind of surgery to him and then she is handed the money on her way out and no questions asked no questions asked um 
she starts getting calls for Dr. Mason from someone named Beatrice. (laughs) And a few moments later, like, so we see like call, 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 whatever. Uh, A few moments later, she gets a ring on her apartment buzzer. Like I'm thinking like, um, so this takes place in Seattle, but like, I'm like thinking a like almost like a New York city style apartment like where loft. you have to like buzz in and they have to like let you into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, gets a ring on her apartment buzzer saying that like a Seinfeld type of thing, like uh, in a really weird fucking voice um, that she needs to sign for a package and she lets them up. Um, but I mean, I personally noticed immediately. And so did Jeremy. You could tell it's literally the same person that has been calling her fucking phone. Yes. Same voice. And it's a very unique voice. Like, so she unlocks the door and goes to take off her apron and someone sneaks in behind her back. And then, so she turns around and it is Beatrice and she is begging for help. She offers $200 just so Mary will listen to her talk. And then, um, she wants to get surgery a surgery done for her friend. This lady has already had um no a ton of surgery. Well, there. the girl that plays Beatrice already had 14 surgeries, and yeah. she wants to pay Mary ten thousand dollars to finish her friend's unconventional operation. She wants skin removed for cosmetic reasons. She offers her money just to show up. I... Sorry, did you not get there yet? Beatrice is desperate. She says she'll give her 2K just to show up, Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Beatrice says that she's got the place to do it. Um, her niece's vet clinic after hours, and you can use the operating room there. At least we're aligned, you know? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> aligned. So <laughs> uh, vet clinic after hours. Um, yeah. So it's apparent that she's starting to slack off at school uh, because she's got a lot on her plate and Mary shows up to the vet clinic, but she's still skeptical. So the girl being operated on, her name is Ruby Real Girl, and uh, she wants, Jeremy, do not correct me. Uh Let me finish. Sure. This is just what I noted as I'm watching the movie. I said, she wants her boobs cut off and her privates sewn shut. She wants to be like a doll. And then we see the surgery and I said, correction. She wants her nipple, her nipples and areolas removed. I thought she just wanted her fucking tits cut off. That's what I thought too. But no, she just removed the areola and the nipple. So. And for the record. She has some beautiful breasts. She does. <laughs> she does. I don't know why she would want them removed. Because she wants to look like a doll. She had like the perfect breasts. Yeah, no, they were real nice. Um, so yeah, this is so fucking weird. Like, but I, yeah, she was literally performing the surgery in heels. <laughs> yeah. But like, there was just something so... I don't want to say like sex, sexy about watching an illegal surgery of someone getting their nipples cut open and being done in heels. Y'all can fucking judge me, but I don't know. It was hot. Um, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo, but that's fine. Um, so she finishes up and advises that, you know, 
she's telling this to Beatrice and she's like, you know, your friend's going to be in a lot of pain. Walking will be painful. She tells her how to prevent infection, the whole nine yards. And she says, do not give my info to any friends or family. You can tell Mary like doesn't want to be doing this, but like really needs the money. So we then see Mary doing rounds in the hospital and the head doctor, Dr. Walsh, says she's going to be a great slasher. And she seems paranoid, but it's just like a normal term. Like surgeons are are called slashers. I can't talk. I can never talk. Um, But it's just a normal term. But she's kind of like low-key paranoid. She's like walking to her car from the hospital and Beatrice is waiting outside the car for her and she has a gift for Mary from Ruby. And um did we ever see what that was? Yes. Okay. The uh head doctor sees her talking to Beatrice. So then later Dr. Walsh invites Mary over to Dr. Grant's house for drinks and Jeremy says, "Why do I feel like he knows that weird chick?" meaning Beatrice. Yeah, I did say that. So uh, we see Mary reading a post on Ruby Real Girl's blog and learns about extreme body modification. And so then, because Ruby was posting about her operations and then, you know, she finds other extreme body modification. And so she shows up for these drinks and she's dressed super sexy um, wearing the dress that Ruby Real Girl gifted her. Oh, got it. Okay. And this is like a, a party vibe. Um, the guy that welcomes her into the party, um, he knows who she is and knows her name, but he won't tell her what his name is. Um, he's later introduced by another doctor, um, and he's introduced as Dr. Black. Does that ring a bell to you? Mm. Is this the same black from earlier? Oh, I don't know. That was maybe supposed to perform the illegal, illegal surgery? Maybe. Oh, I don't I didn't pick that up at all. Cuz they ha- they couldn't contact black. Yeah. And then this is Dr. Black, like what are the fucking odds? I feel like it has to be the same person. No, I have no idea. Like maybe he was supposed to perform the surgery, but they couldn't get a hold of him, so they needed Mary instead. Cuz the guy would like bleed out if they didn't do something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like Anyways, Um, Mary starts feeling dizzy and distorted and, um, Dr. Grant is leading her to a room and lays her down. Then he assaults her and films it. That's just putting it very PG. He rapes her. Okay, Jeremy. I won't be PG. (laughs) It's very disturbing. I hate rape scenes, so it was very edgy for me, and my blood gets boiling and angry, and it was quite visual. Well, that's the thing. I didn't, like, go into detail. Yeah. I, I could if you don't want to be PG. No, like, I, but... I, I was just putting it nicely. Like, they know what assault means. Um, lays her down and assaults her. They, um, But, yeah, it, it's a very um, long scene. I mean, not like super long, but it's, they make you, it's not implied. Like they make you watch, uh, they make you uncomfortable. What I think is most disturbing when it's all said and done, it's probably your next sentence. So I apologize. He fucking sleeps in the same bed with her. Like it's no big deal. No, I didn't write that. 
Like she wakes up and there he is sleeping next to her. Like how fucked up. Um, so she goes to Billy. Billy is the strip club manager from earlier. So she goes to Billy and says, want to make five grand? So this totally like is a full circle moment because that's what he said at the very beginning. And now it's her turn to be like, you want to make five grand? So she paid him to kidnap Dr. Grant. And she tells him, uh, she's now she's talking to Dr. Grant. She tells him she quit med school um, and she's working on him. He's like all taped up and has a weird contraption on his face. And she's giving him like local anesthetic um, and no, not general anesthesia. So he's going to be awake and know what the fuck is going on. But um, so she tells him, you know, she's going to practice on him. So she tells him, like, you know, you said practice makes perfect and surgeons need to be perfect and they can't make mistakes. So I'm going to practice uh, extreme body modification on you. And some of the most popular procedures, she has a list all prepared that she's going to be practicing. Um, Tongue splitting, 3D implants, teeth filing, genital modification, and voluntary amputation. So we then cut to her, we don't really see any of this surgery. Um, We just then cut to her professionally doing um, body mods. And she's using pictures from Grant's surgery in her portfolio. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So she goes outside of her apartment and she's approached by a detective and he's investigating the disappearance of Dr. Grant. And she says she hasn't seen him since she left med school. Uh, Billy is at the strip club watching the girls dance. And he starts visualizing Mary instead of the girl that he's actually watching, sort of like becoming obsessed with her. And Mary starts to tell Billy that Dr. Walsh gave her name to the detective. Like that's how the detective knew to come see Mary because Dr. Walsh, the other doctor, said, hey, you know, this is a list of girls that might have had a reason, you know? So we see Beatrice taking Mary to Ruby's apartment while she's out of town. She gives her a card for the body mod website that we saw earlier in the film and says that they want Mary to do work on them. I guess, you know, that this is like the biggest body mod website, blog, whatever. It's like an underground type surgery website and um the people from this website are twins i'm sure you can guess what two twins they are (laughs) but they um they it's weird like they're twins but they act like like lovers like did you get that vibe that they were like very strange into each other like it was a little weird um They say Bloody Mary is a surgeon of great skill, willing to perform any extreme surgery desired. And they tell her that she should get a website for her work and that they can help her. So they each want their left arm removed and exchanged with each other. And so she finds, Mary finds a German doctor to help her as they need to be operated on at the same time. 
this is also like a lot more than an arm exchange, but I don't really know what else is going on. Yeah, they asked for a few different changes. Um, so yeah, swaps. <laughs> we're we're just doing stuff, okay? Yeah. Uh, we see Billy beating like the shit out of the other doctor. Um, even though Mary told him not to, we just see him. He's throwing him down the stairs. Blah blah. blah. And then uh, we see Dr. Grant is still alive, but he's in like a storage unit hanging by meat hooks and his mouth is sewn shut. He's missing all four limbs and she con- she's continually practicing her craft on him. <laughs> like, so it wasn't just the first day of the surgeries, which she did say all of those would take 14 hours and she wanted to do it all in one shot. But she's continuing, like, she'll cut off one limb here, one limb there, one limb here. Uh, We'll cut off this ear here, and then we'll add the sampling here. Like, so she's she's constantly torturing him. And then she must have forgot to, like, close the storage unit behind her or something, because a security guard comes out of nowhere and kind of knocks her out. But she immediately gets back up and then beats him to death. And then Mary returns to the strip club and seems really out of it. And then I think we learn both doctors are dead. I feel like something happened and we learned that. But I feel like almost she didn't know until later in the movie that he did that. I don't know. Well, because the detective comes around. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, the twins go home and we see Mary just continuing her practice. And then the detective comes to her apartment and he notes that she got a new place and of course, tells her that Dr. Walsh is now missing too. So this is the the part where I was like unsure, like, does she know that they're both dead? Because the detective just says Dr. Walsh is missing. He doesn't say he's dead. Like, so I don't, I don't remember if Billy told her that he was dead or not. I don't think so. So I don't really know. I don't think she even knew at this point. I think she had to confront Billy after. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So I put, I put, she said, knew they were both dead, but I don't think they did. I don't know why she was just out of it. Um, because she was considering drugging the detective at that point, which is yeah. funny. <laughs> um, so he's worried that she was a victim of their sex parties, and he wants to help her. Supposedly, um, I feel like he has ulterior motives, but like say, I feel like he's trying to set her up to, you know, just to confess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think her nana died, even though I really haven't mentioned her at all. Um, we see her like talking to her Nana on the phone occasionally throughout the movie. And the difference is she talks to her Nana. um, I think on the land, her Nana calls the landline. And that's why she had to pay to get her phone restored. Anyways, uh, her Nana, um, I'm assuming died. And um, she immediately deleted the contact from her phone. I still haven't deleted my grandpa's phone number and he died like, months ago like almost a fucking year i still have my dad in my phone i don't know that's just weird right yeah okay i'm so glad you said that but like yeah like i what like i just thought that was so fucking weird that she's like instantly deleting her contact info whatever um so she goes to talk to billy and sees him getting head from a new interviewee interviewee is that a word a new person interviewing for the strip club (laughs) Uh, Mary later goes into the bathroom where 
we are led to believe she attacks the girl from earlier that was giving a blowjob. Um, but she sees a camera, so she doesn't. I don't know if she attacks her or not. Like, I really don't know. It's kind of just, I think she let her go. She did. Uh, like, I know we see her again, but I'm saying I think she let her off easy. I don't know if she, like, roughed her up a little bit or not, but right. um, the girl's still alive and walking and stuff. So, um. We learn Beatrice quit the strip club. Jeremy says mm, she's dead. But uh, Ruby Real Girl shows her husband her new surgeries. And he looks pissed. And as Jeremy pointed out, I mean, she had really nice boobs. So I'd probably be pissed too if I was her husband. Um, I mean, she still has nice boobs, but the nipples are the fun parts. Come on. Like, whatever. Um, but they're not there anymore. And her, so we see like the full body shot too. Um, she doesn't even have a vagina anymore yeah, either. Like. I know. It's so weird. Like it looks so crazy. Yeah. Um, but Billy is trying to get Mary to go to LA with him. And she's just, yeah, I'll think about it. But we know she's not going to go. And then she returns home and Ruby's husband attacks her. And we also get a cool scene with Beatrice, like having her face cut off. She's like lying there on the floor, but you see like, just this like thick part like from all of her fucking surgeries like but you see like her real face underneath like it was a really cool thing because you saw what Beatrice looked like before her surgeries mm-hmm. um uh, Mary's fucked up and essentially bleeding out it appears that she's trying to sew herself together um doesn't work the detective is going through her apartment and finds the portfolio of her work and then you know we just see mary's lifeless body as a closing shot so um everything in this movie was practical all practical effects no cgi at all wow um and the beatrice and ruby the plastic surgery girls their makeup Mm -hmm. took um over two hours to apply believe it crazy yeah so tell us how much you hated this movie i didn't hate it i liked it but i will admit at times it felt like it was all over the place and it felt difficult to follow along with at points it it was a little all over the place for sure because and and it almost seemed like that I guess the way I'll sum it up is it felt like it was almost condensed. Like, let's say you have a four-hour movie and you have to condense it down to two hours. It almost felt like in some parts they condensed too much. So, like, she performs 14 hours worth of surgery on Dr. Grant. And then all of a sudden, she it's just, like, completely in a different spot. She's yeah. just talking to somebody about, like, oh, what, what procedure do you want? Or, oh, you want fucking piercings? Get out of my apartment. Like, or whatever she said. But... There were points like that. Even the strip club owner, they have a weird relationship where it almost seems like they're together, but they're not officially together. There was a scene where there's this bodyguard, Lance. She speaks to him for a little bit and he actually like gives her positive feedback and says, you know, don't regret what you do, Mary. You're a good person. Which I actually felt like that was really telling of because he had gone through some kind of really bad experience and wished that he had knew, known Mary sooner to kind of help. Yeah. But so I'm going to have a weird rating. I did like the movie. 
I'm going to say I give it like a six and a half, which seems low for a movie I like because there were some gaps that were difficult to kind of get through. Yeah. There were some points in the movie where it didn't make complete sense to me. Um, I liked the premise. I liked a lot of the knowing that they didn't use any CGI or anything. Like they did some great job with makeup. And and details. also like um, there's a part where we see Mary taking um, photographs like for her portfolio of like actual clients that she worked on and stuff like um, those are all actual like members of the extreme body mod community. So those are all like real people that have like real stuff like permanently. Gotcha. What was your favorite extreme body modification? The tongue was strange. Oh, you didn't like the heart nipples? No, I didn't like the heart nipples. I thought you did. They were ridiculous. I don't know. I thought you seemed like you liked them. It was just fucking wacky. No, the tongue was pretty cool though. Yeah. They did like this lizard tongue thing. That was creepy. Yeah. So it's a six and a half, but I enjoyed the movie. So maybe an unfair rating. I don't know, but. I'd watch it again. Maybe I'd appreciate it a little bit more second, third time through. But at the same time, it felt kind of long. It almost felt like a drug on at places. Felt like it was too shortened in other places. It felt like it was kind of all over the place at points. I don't know. Just yeah. enjoyed it. But there was some touch-ups I could have made Did it Did I better. give it a rating yet? No. Okay. I give it, I really enjoyed it. I love like weird fucking movies like this. Um, I also really like rape revenge movies, which it kind of was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I but it's seven out of ten because it did feel a little bit all over the place. Um, but yeah. So, anything else you got to say? No, but I'm glad. So we did something different here. I think it's safe to say because I, I don't even remember how this came up. We threw it out of nowhere. Maybe I mentioned Rabbit, and then you said, let's do a Soska Twins episode. I don't remember, but I like it. It was kind of an impromptu thing we did, and I thought it was a good... I thought it was two good movies where, okay, they weren't a 10 out of 10, but neither one of them was a 1 out of 10. Neither one of them was, like, super disappointing. Yeah. So it, it was a good topic, and I would love to maybe do another lesser-known direct... Not lesser-known, but, like, not a John Carpenter type director and do something similar. I think that'd be right. fun. All right. Well, we're, we're booked for a, a lot of that. Oh, well, why? I can't talk I a while, I know. but we'll, we'll add it to the list. Um, We've but... got, well, will the poll be done by then or no? The F movie. By when? Time of this podcast. No. So Monday. I don't know. Actually, probably. I don't know. Well, if it's not done, be sure to vote on the F movies. You had what? I Final said, exam and... I said in the last... I already gave him the spiel in the last episode. Well, I wasn't there because you fucking did it on your own, so... Final draft. Final draft and flatliners were the two options. So if it's still up, vote on that, and if not, we'll have a new one coming shortly. We don't have any plans to do another poll anytime soon for the time being. So, do we? No. You just like, we'll have another one coming shortly. It's news mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. It took us how freaking long to do a quiet place. That was a while. Anyways, next week is our Valentine's Day episode. Oh, this is going to be fun. And 
The movies for next week are Valentine from 2001 and The Love Witch from 2016. We did not do My Bloody Valentine because that one's talked about by everybody on Valentine's Day. So we wanted to find something different. Um, Valentine, you've probably heard of. Maybe not. I had never heard of it. Remember when we watched it the first time together? I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. And I will talk about how I felt about it. And then the other one I kind of found on a whim. So we'll give it a shot. We'll see how it is. It sounds pretty fun. I think Kristen would agree it sounded different. I'm not super excited, but I did tell him I put him in charge of it. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to complain. Yeah. So not until next week's episode when I'm bitching about the movie. <laughs> right. But at least it's not my bloody Valentine for the 800th time that you've probably heard on other podcasts for Valentine's Day. So we'll we'll try something a little different and see how it goes. Yep. So we will see you next Monday with those two episodes. Nope. Those two movies. Yes. Yep. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.